3: Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. On the Fringe FM exclusively, the Paranormal Radio app and TalkStream Live, along with all of the other ways you can listen to the show in the free archive at thesecretteachings.info or on your podcast or radio player. If you don't know yet, you can take the RSS feed from the website and plug that into your player or into your browser and listen to the show for free. Again, that's on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where if you're tired of all of those advertisements, you can subscribe to the show. You get a lot more than the show when you subscribe. You get access to the montages and my digital books, and your subscription supports us and allows us to do what we do five nights a week here on The Secret Teachings. We are broadcasting from the desert in the beautiful state of Arizona. And if you'd like to contact us tonight, the email is R D G A B-L-E- at Yahoo.com. And the social media pages are Facebook.com forward slash the Secret Teachings. You can also find us on Gab and Gitter with two T's search Ryan Gable, my name or search TST radio or the secret teachings. I've had some listeners say that they can't find our page on one or the other of those social media sites on Gab or Gitter. And I've also noticed that I'm unable to post some of my show promos on Gab as well, which based on my, Previous suspicion, I don't trust Gab much more than I trust Facebook, but that's another matter entirely. If you'd like to support our affiliates, Pro One Water Filters. If you already buy bottled water, a water filter is a very good investment. It's also good to just have as something that, whether you look at it financially or from a health perspective, if you live somewhere like I do here in Tucson, Arizona, The water's pretty bad, and this water filter is a really great investment. Just click the link. It doesn't cost you anything on the website, on the slider bar, and check out the water filters they have. And the last thing is Patreon. Please go to Patreon. Become a patron of The Secret Teachings for behind-the-scenes videos and more. And here's the bottom line. If you want to hear this show, if you want us to keep doing what we're doing, go listen to the free archives because that is monetized through the advertisements, download those free archives. We don't make a lot of money off of that. We have a lot of little things that we make money off of for the show. You can buy a book, you can subscribe, or you can go to Patreon. We have a lot of little things so that you can help us in ways where if we were just selling one thing, everybody has that. There's no additional incentive to support the show financially. You can also go to your podcast player and give us a four or five star rating, whatever you think we deserve, and leave us a notation underneath of that, letting other people know what you think about the show. I really appreciate all of you who have done that. Uh, We picked up like 25 uh, five star ratings this week, which is really uh, superb and fantastic. I appreciate that and all the kind words that were added below those on the Apple platform. I haven't checked the other ones yet. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate the support, the new subscribers, the new books. We sold a couple books today. So that is the only way that this show gets supported and the only way we stay on air. I know we're already nine minutes into the broadcast, but that is all part of the broadcast. It's all part of the show. I have a different kind of formula here on the secret teachings. If you haven't figured that out or if you haven't noticed that yet, And we'll build this up through the first, second, and third segment. And then we'll hit you with everything recapped with the big, I call it, tofu and potatoes. Just because I'm not a meat eater. Although I don't like tofu either at the end of the show. I try to do things on this show that are unique. And I spend virtually every moment of the waking day preparing the show. And that doesn't mean I read or research things all day. I just, I kind of put it into the subconscious and the unconscious and I let it cook. I, I let it process. In fact, I don't want to give out any of my secrets on how I prepare for shows because that seems to be a thing that a lot of people are really interested in how, how this show gets prepared. But a lot of times, um, and this is a practice that you can do, uh, a lot of people for divinatory practice will ask a question like a bedtime prayer, and they'll go to sleep and they'll allow their higher self or whatever you choose to call it. They'll allow that to speak to them through dreams. so you can interpret the dreams, you know, which is all throughout the Bible. It's strange that people consider that to be demonic when literally the Bible is filled with dream interpretation. Uh, or uh, you can do a, a similar thing, and obviously some people wake up in the middle of the night and and they'll write down their thoughts, and uh, people use that as a form of divination. Uh, a lot of times what I will do is I'll have an idea in my head, and as I'm falling asleep, I'll try to think of a show name. And then I wake up in the morning, and usually I, I get that, and I think it's usually uh, it's usually uh, clever, but i I intend to, intend it to be clever. Uh, I'll wake up and I'll have that that show name there and the idea. And this week and this year twenty twenty two, I thought we would mix up the Super Bowl week a little bit. Uh, I guess technically that's that's next week. You know, it starts Sunday the Super Bowl, uh, and I was. Grossly mistaken that the NFL added an extra week, and I don't pay attention to football. I just watch the Super Bowl and the halftime show, and like everybody does that now. I, you know, maybe maybe there's like if I took like a a cultural DNA test, if you will, I would never take a real DNA test with these twenty three and Me, Google, NSA, uh, YouTube, Facebook uh, companies. But if I took like a cultural DNA test, maybe there's like a percentage of me that's like a hipster or something. But I just, I, I, I get kind of irritated when the things that we've done on this show for a really long time, and the things that that I've seen, you know, other shows pioneer, uh, particularly the halftime halftime uh, Super Bowl analysis, uh, I get I get irritated not because other people talk about it, but because. It's discussed in both a political and a misunderstood esoteric way. Like I, I read these articles, I've read these articles all week this week that are like the halftime show of the Super Bowl and, and we haven't even watched it yet. All we know is Snoop Dogg and I think like Mary J. Bly and Eminem are gonna be there. It's pretty much all I know. I I just like to go into it raw and then see what happens. I don't think it's going to be an Illuminati ritual. I don't know what that means. I don't think that reptilians are choreographing it. I don't know what that means. So, like, I understand that some people think that that attitude is bizarre and strange, but I also um, I find it uh, understandable that. Some people find that the, the, the idea that the Super Bowl halftime show is is just that. It's just music. I, I also find that strange. It's, it's not just music. It's a platform. It's like literally a, a, a bowl, a Super Bowl, uh, a, a, a ritual cooking or a ritual process where you literally have tens of millions of people directing their energy toward that halftime event. And, you know, obviously the halftime show going back to Michael Jackson originally wasn't wasn't like it is today. And, and the halftime show, of course, was something that was more more of like a subconscious background. You know, it's just something that took up the, the, the time between the, 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 the first half of the game and the second half of the game. And even in that way, it's interesting because the subconscious nature of the ritual, and that's what it is, it doesn't have to be a satanic ritual, it doesn't have to be a Christian ritual, it doesn't have to be a Golden Dawn ritual or a Rosicrucian ritual or a Freemasonic ritual, it is a ritual. When you get up, brush your teeth, you know, have breakfast, go to work, that's a ritual that you do every day, right? Well, the halftime show is a ritual. The Super Bowl itself is a ritual. You go and you get your food and your wings and you get your sodas and your beers and it's it's a ritual. So call it what you want. It's demonic. It's Christian. It's whatever. It's it's still a ritual. Uh, but the thing is, when you have, have it in a subconscious way, and, and now even when so many people are paying attention to it in, in one way or another, whether it's subconscious, conscious or unconscious, whatever level... Of the consciousness that it interacts with, there are things that are being communicated. It could be, you know, to sell you some soap. It it could be to sell you a political idea. It, it could be to sell you something arguably darker. You know, uh, we don't know what the Super Bowl halftime show is going to look like. We haven't watched it, so we can't say what it's going to be. And that that really irritates me. But it also irritates me that that there's also this this idea in our our, our culture and our society that those kinds of events are, are just plain and stale and there's no meaning behind them because that's just, just think about that. It's bizarre. There's no meaning. There's meaning behind everything. And, and, and when you have millions of people tuning into something, literally tuning into a broadcast, into a program there's no company. There's no government. There's no, uh, there's no anything that's going to miss an opportunity to sell you something or to place a, a sigil there for it to be charged. I mean, that might be Budweiser. It could be Pepsi, you know, or it could be something in the music, uh, whether that music is performed by Coldplay a few years ago or it's performed by Beyonce or it's performed now by, what do we have, like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg or Eminem. I mean, the thing is, everything is ritual. Everything is magic. And it's just a matter of how, how you define and what your level of magic is. Because for some people, magic is philosophy. For some people, magic is psychology. For real magicians, real magicians understand that magic is, is ritual. It is ceremony. It is a form of pageantry. It it is interacting with the subconscious and the unconscious. It's interacting with the shadow self. It's interacting with the conscious mind as well. It's creating things in the astral and bringing them into the physical through imagination and through the directionalizing of will and willpower. It's creating something, a thought form, a tulpa, an aggregor. It's bringing something to life. It is psychology. It is... So many different things that in order to have, in my view, anyway, this is my opinion, in order to have a balanced and objective understanding of what these things are, the symbols and the magic and the rituals, it's not just about defining the words. It's it's about defining what those words further imply and what their context is. And when we do that, and we're going to do a little bit of this tomorrow night, we we can really come to a better understanding of events like the Olympics and the Super Bowl as being something more, not that it's satanic, but being something more than just a simple sporting event. It is a ritual. Regardless of how you break it down, it is, it is a ritual. And it's just interesting because I was reading this article today. I've been having a lot of uh, uh, fires I got I got a fireplace for the first time as an adult and I've been going crazy with these fires and I went out to the store and I grabbed some of those like newspapers uh, free newspapers city newspapers so I could have some some kindling and uh, before I burned one of them I was flipping through it and I saw there was a story about the year of the tiger and uh, you know we've been talking about the year of the tiger and for some of you maybe you're unaware that the year of the tiger didn't officially start until February 1st, which is also Imbolc or Condal or or Brigid, uh, the goddess that bestows blessing with the cross for the coming year. It's February 2nd. It's a cleansing ritual uh, that is Romanized. Uh, the Romans basically took this Imbolc this celebration and uh, they used it to cleanse their homes ritually, they used it to cleanse out not just the physical space, but the spiritual space as well. They, they banished anything that was quote-unquote negative. And uh, their festival was known as the Lupercalia, which if you saw Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the new one that's kind of really dark and not so funny, uh, they, there was an episode of that where they had like a Lupercalia Valentine's Day thing. So Lupercalia is, you know, Valentine's Day, but it's it's also this ritual cleansing and purification, and also it's a fertility rite as well. So you get a lot of the, these things that are mashed up uh, around February, and February starts the new year uh, and the Chinese calendar, the year of the tiger. And these are those those subtle things that we don't recognize, that the year of the tiger is... Once again, uh, the year of a Super Bowl where we have the Cincinnati Bengals and m- maybe they're not even in Cincinnati. I don't even know where, where are the Bengals from. Are they, I, th- I think they're still from Cincinnati, but we have we have the Bengals, right? And uh, the Bengals, a Bengal is, uh, is a Tiger, right? So you basically have the year of the Tiger and then the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. So by that, piece of information one might run to to the to the the betting booth and they might bet on the Bengals thinking the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean you got a 50-50 shot right is it just luck? Is it a 50-50 chance? Or if you were to bet on the Bengals and you were to win, is that I'd expect you to give me some of the money for it, but is that because you were lucky or is that because you could predict the future based on reading the writing that was, you know, basically the, the code of the matrix, understanding how the whole system works. But hold on a second. It's not just the Bengals. You have the Rams as well, right? The Rams are in the Super Bowl. And where the hell are the Rams from? Los Angeles. They, I thought they were St. Louis, and then like when I was a kid, it was St. Louis, and they went to some other city. And now they're in Los Angeles, so they're in the city of Angels. So the Los Angeles Rams. So basically, you have Rams and you have Tigers, and that's Super Bowl for 2022. Was a Super Bowl 56 for uh, for 2022, the year of the Tiger. Now. Some people might just say that. Well, that's a coincidence, right? We focus too much on on the Chinese astrology and the Chinese zodiac, and doesn't really have it doesn't really have as much as much meaning, right? It's why we focus so much on that. Well, it's it's see the thing is the 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 year of the tiger, and we've discussed this already. We'll discuss this more in the next couple of shows because we have a big show tomorrow, and then we have our Super Bowl show Monday night. I'll also be and I I can guarantee you this this time (laughs) because I was wrong last week. I will be on Ground Zero for a show called Beast Mode Monday night after the Super Bowl. And then there'll be an hour break after Ground Zero. And then the secret teachings will be on here on the fringe. So don't forget to tune in for that Ground Zero show. And then the secret teachings after that, if you want to hear Clyde and I's take on the on the big game and the halftime show. So Again, the the year of the tiger. You have the tiger that stems from the constellation Ursa Major, which is the bear. And we've discussed how the tiger ushers in a a not only a new year in 2022, but a tiger ushers in uh, something that's very appropriate. You know, just like the Cincinnati Bengals being in the Super Bowl in the year of the tiger, and it's in February, the month that begins the year of the tiger. But 2022 is essentially slated to be the culmination of years and years and years and years of preparation for the initiation of the Great Reset, right? And the Great Reset is nothing more than the Fourth Industrial Revolution. The Fourth Industrial Revolution is nothing more than the Fourth Reich. And you might ask, well, how do you make that comparison? Well, it's pretty simple. The Tiger Lives for a thousand years in Chinese mythology. That's in a standard Chinese mythology or astrology or whatever kind of book like that you can find. I've got a whole shelf of them here in my studio. And the tiger lives for a thousand years, the thousand year Reich, the thousand year empire. And that begins in 2022. Uh, some might call that the kingdom of the Antichrist, right? some might refer to that as as the end days and 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 the thing is sure the Bengals are in the Super Bowl in 2022 it's the year of the tiger it's in february a ritualistic month of cleansing and purification and restarting and the great reset and the thousand year reign of the tiger from ursa major and the the fourth industrial revolution and the four the fourth Reich coming to power, but you know, these are things that you can also, it's not necessarily something to be scared about. You can find uh, the Antichrist, you can find uh, the tribulations, you can find the rapture, you can find all of these things pretty much anywhere you look. You can look at a Super Bowl from five years ago and find some of the same imagery. It's about interpreting what we see, it's interpreting what we hear trying to figure out what we're absorbing subconsciously and seeing if something is intentionally being projected for us to process and seeing what the meaning is intended to be and then seeing what we interpret it to be parallel to that and, and, and determining if it has any meaning to us. What, what's the significance of that information? What's the significance of understanding these symbols and these codes? You know, I could sit here and tell you it's the end of the world, the end of the world. I don't think it's the end of the world unless we're talking about cycles and what's the context of that. The point is you can find things like the Antichrist any year, any decade, any century throughout human history. You can find the rapture. You could find the rapture for some people in, uh, you know, certain vaccines. You could find the rapture in certain diseases you could find the rapture in you know war you can find all of these things that are what we would consider to be biblical or theological what we consider to be religious you can find them everywhere just like you can find the rituals and the symbols everywhere it's it's interpreting what they're intended to mean what they mean to the conscious the subconscious and the unconscious and then using that For our own spiritual development, trying to figure out exactly what's what we're being told, if we want to listen to that and then what our response is to that information. And that's what I do here on The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to what I have to say. I really appreciate it. For all these years, thank you for supporting the show. I've got a big show for you tonight. It's called Bower's Bounty. Eye of the Tiger. I'm going to tell you more about that when we come back. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Secret Teachings. It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host,
3: Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. So we're always looking for evil. We're always looking for the Antichrist, right? We're always looking for the rapture, tribulations. We're always looking for revolution, revelations, rather, revolution as well. We're always looking for these, these biblical themes and these symbols. And there's a big event like the Olympics or the Super Bowl. We, we focus our attention and we find that we see more than what is intended to see. And sometimes we don't see what is intended to be seen. Sometimes it's kind of a mixture of those two things when we talk about advertising and marketing, and whether those are products or ideas or whatever they might be. We look for evil. We look for the devil. We look for Satan. And we look for this character, this cosmic trickster, in events like the Super Bowl. We look for it in the music industry. And I, I, I think. I've tried to to allow myself to develop another perspective on uh, the entertainment industry because there's there's like in our culture there's a, a certain level of and I'm really struggling on how to express this and define it. There's there's some level of emotional instability and esoteric ignorance so, like, when somebody watches a Billie Eilish video, let's say, because Billie Eilish is one of my favorites to analyze outside of, you know, people like Lady Gaga or, you know, others that are, you know, famous, some not so famous, uh, you know, Kanye West is is pretty fun too. But there's this, like, esoteric, let's ca- I'll call it ignorance, Let's say esoteric ignorance where people will watch one of those videos and just say, it's demonic, it's satanic. And I, I, I always wonder, what, what does that mean it's demonic or it's satanic? These are just words that we use. We're just looking for the devil in, in the, the details. And I, I don't think that that's appropriate or the right kind of, of analysis or research. But you know, simultaneously, I also don't think that those elements are not present. I mean, yeah, they can tell us that a Billie Eilish song or an Eminem song or whatever, a Beyonce song or a Kanye West song or whatever, it doesn't really matter what the artist is. They could tell us that those songs have deeper meanings, like Avril Lavigne didn't really fall in love with the devil. You know, she uh, fell in love with an asshole, right? And he's just a piece of crap and she wishes she could be out of that relationship and some people say, well, that's actually a metaphor for the music industry. And it's just like these, all these different levels and all these different layers. It, it, it's really like trying to unfold uh, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind and the collective unconscious and the personal conscious, or the personal unconscious, uh, trying to figure out what all these different levels and layers of reality and consciousness mean. And a lot of things like the antichrist or the devil or the Demiurge or Saturn as a, as a symbol of uh, destruction and creation and necessary evil. These things have so many layers to them. I mean, basically it's, it's like, uh, Eddie Murphy's donkey said in, in, uh, or actually no, it was, no, it was Sh- Shrek said it, right. He said that actually, who who said that was that the donkey It was the donkey. It was Eddie Murphy's donkey. He's like, you know, they're like, uh, Maybe it was Shrek. Damn, I, I can't remember that movie very well. I love Shrek. It was definitely Shrek. He said, ogres are like onions, right? They're like onions. And that's that's what all this is like. It's it's just like layer after layer after layer. Uh, but what what about the evil that we don't know? That's, that's the question that I'm proposing to you tonight. What about the evil we don't know? We, we know about Satan. We know about the devil. These are trivial things. We know about the jokesters. We, we know about Memes, and we know uh, that we have an inherent desire, most of us do, to unmask that evil. But sometime uh, within, probably within the last, let's say, 50 years, uh, I think that that desire, I mean, we could go back to the psychological persuasions of the flower power movement and we can go back even before that but there's a there's this desire in humans to unmask that evil and pull back the curtain and lift the veil and that desire has been manipulated and weaponized into supporting the very hidden things and the very dark and satanic and demonic and devilish and jokester like things that we otherwise are opposed to and we otherwise find abhorrent i mean otherwise there there aren't many ways to explain how within just a handful of years let's say let's take you know american society we've we've gone from i mean you you could go back further but you know we've gone from being a relatively respectful group of people here to people that literally can't have a conversation about uh, anything without becoming hysterical. And we've gone from, you know, having a relatively like respectable society with, you know, interactions with other human beings. And we've, we've, we've turned this into like literally teaching kids that, that they're not the, the biological sex that they were born as. And not letting the kids tell us, no, we're telling the kids that we're promoting pedophilia, we're promoting homosexuality to children. That just doesn't make. You can be homosexual. What the hell do I care? But that should not be taught to a three-year-old. Like there's, there's, there are these elements that have been unleashed. You know, just they've been unleashed like the titans upon the earth to create destruction and. I know that sounds like a right wing conservative talking point, but you know what? Just like people on the left, sometimes the right have good points. I try to weave them both together, and I don't really think this has anything at all to do with politics. People tell me all the time if you just pick a political side and if you were just a Christian, you know, you, you would be a better radio show. I don't, no, I don't think so. I think to the contrary, I think it's because I'm not picking one of those things. I'm not on a team, I don't have a jersey that I, I do have a successful radio show because I define successes by what makes me happy and the interactions I have with you as listeners. So, again, Satan, the devil, this is a trivial thing, and we have a desire to unmask this kind of evil, but if we're not careful, it can be manipulated into supporting that evil. We conjure that, which we are afraid of due to our unwillingness, generally speaking, to look internally And face our own demons. And this allows old and new demons to run amok. To run wild. And so much so that their mystery becomes entertainment. Some examples of that are real demons. In movies like Hereditary. Where you have the demon Paimon. Or in The Conjuring. Where you have the demon Valak. At least Valak is vanquished in The Conjuring. uh, Or you have Pazuzu in The Exorcist. You have real demons that are in the entertainment we consume. And when we pay attention, and especially when we're in a, (laughs) let me call it it a non-Sedona state of negative vibration, man. When we're in a fearful state, when we are paralyzed by fear or by uncertainty, that that energy is more effective at charging those symbols, whether it's the exorcist or it's the conjuring, or as Derek in the chat room just pointed out, uh, the TV show Evil. It's a pretty interesting TV show. I liked the first season. They became way too politically correct in the second season. So I haven't really watched as much of it. But the first season was really good. I especially like the episode where they basically did an episode of The Secret Teachings. It was about this this music and this programming, this audio programming that had been put in the music. And kids under the age of like 17 or something could hear it. It was telling them to commit suicide subconsciously. See, that's the kind of stuff and that's all like there's a scientific basis for that with the frequencies and the way that, you know, uh, you know, that not just literally, but also symbolically of how kids consume that entertainment as opposed to adults or how teenagers consume it as opposed to adults. So, you know, those kinds of things are are the things that I'm interested in when it comes to a, uh, a Super Bowl. Or when it comes to an Olympics, because, you know, 2022, the year of the Tiger, February, this month starts the year of the Tiger. We have Imbolc, we have Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl. Lupercalia is the old Roman festival. It's basically the Valentine's Day that, that we know today, just without, you know, the the usage of goat hide to whip women and crops, which wasn't a patriarchal Barbaric act. It was a symbolic act to encourage fertility. So basically, you have in the year of the tiger, in the month that starts the year of the tiger, the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams, and it would be you know basically a ram or a goat, the symbols of the devil, as some classically referred to, uh, that are playing the tigers, and so so you have you have these these symbols and these. Elemental symbols that are so fundamental that it's to an esotericist or an occultist or an astrologer or someone with their their eyes literally and figuratively open, they can see that you know, on a on a on a deep spiritual level the Bengals versus the Rams is not a coincidence. And I don't mean that because like, well, everything happens for a reason. Obviously these teams beat other teams to get there. I mean, it's not a cosmic coincidence. There's an energy to it that pulls and draws these things into the ritual format and then others can use that energy, like the revolution of the planets and the stars and the movement mechanisms of the heavens and aligning oneself with that here on Earth, that's what the companies do during the Super Bowl. That's what governments do during these big events. That's what everybody does. They use that cosmic non-coincidence To draw your attention to their products and to their ideas. I mean, this is a lot more logical, a lot more psychological, a lot more rational. It's a lot more than mundane, but it's a lot less than saying everything is satanic. And because of those buzzwords missing, you know, a radio show like this or, you know, your commentary on something like this on social media. It doesn't get discussed because there isn't a way to sell it. There isn't a way to attack it. You really can't do anything with it except think. And that's the last thing that anybody on either side of any aisle or any perspective wants their opposition or their own group to do is to think. That's why when I'm wrong, and I can admit that I'm wrong. like I don't remember. Was it Shrek or was it the donkey that said, that said, uh, you know, ogres are like onions or something. Right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Shrek that said that, but I had to think for a second, right. Or I said the Super Bowl was last Sunday. I, I, I don't watch football. So I, I didn't realize it's, it's this Sunday. It's the day before Valentine's day. And all well, the, the, the goat, the Ram, it's a symbol, well, the wolf especially, but the goat, the Ram, the wolf and the dog, that is a symbol of Valentine's day traditionally. And then you have the year of the tiger, the bangles, the Rams. I mean, like I, I don't know what more what more you could want out of the universe but so, so you know this idea we're always searching for for evil and for, for things that are wrong and that that is played upon and it's preyed upon by people that are really really evil let's just put it pr- pretty plain and simple right it's it's really 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 evil people that literally prey on a child's naivety to, you know, literally program the child and give them a script to say that if people don't take their medical shots, then they should be rounded up and locked up. Kids don't think that way. Tyrants and authoritarians and Mussolini's and Mao's and Stalin's think that way and then they brainwash the youth into also thinking that way. So, a child doesn't have that organic thought. Their innocence is preyed upon by people that want to use them as a shield to advance their political and their their power hungry agendas, whatever those agendas are. And there's infinite agendas. Virtually everybody I mean, I have an agenda. My agenda is to just try and understand what it all means. That might be your agenda. Other people want to understand what it means within the confines of their own belief system. And don't get me wrong, we all have a belief system. But, you know, my belief system is I'm open to all possibility, but don't try to sell me short on something because I'm going to call you out on it. We have a desire to uncover these things, but when we're not careful, we conjure up what we are afraid of. And whether it's demons like Paimon or Valak or Pazuzu in movies, or TV shows, or whatever. you know, Our attention focuses on those things and charges those things and brings them to life. Last night, we talked about the monolith of devolution, or de-evolution. And I said TV, PCs, tablets, and cell phones are literally, but also symbolically, figuratively, the Triggers of our evolution downward, our de evolution. You know, whereas the monolith in a space odyssey triggered an upward ascension, like, you know, to use a famous popular word nowadays, ascension, our ascension upwards on the tree of life. These things bring us further into Malkuth, further and further into the inverted tree. Or the infernal tree in Kabbalistic terms. The TV, the cell phone, and they also show us things. You know, it's not just a monolith that does the opposite of what the monoliths in a space odyssey do. They encourage and they they trigger evolution and technology and, and consciousness. These things pull us down, but what they also do is if you watch TV, you watch Star Trek, right? Or you watch some science fiction show. You're staring into a black screen and you're seeing these ideas of the future, many of which, whether it's technology or it's just like a repeating cycle of history, are not showing you what could be. They're showing you what is and what will be in the future. In other words, every time you watch science fiction, you're literally looking into a crystal ball. I mean, you have metals and crystals and things like that in your TV. TVs, computers, cell phones, right? Precious metals and crystalline substances or crystalline-like substances and receiver transmitters. And that's it's in your, te- your technology, right? So you're literally looking into a mirror. You're looking into a black mirror. You are scrying. What does the future hold? You're looking into the crystal ball and then you're being told, yeah, flying cars, that's what the future is. But th- no, no, that's just like, hyperbole. that's kind of an exaggeration the future holds you know minority report the future holds 1984 the future holds a brave new world the future holds all those movies and tv shows that are so popular and the 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 the, the future holds uh, stranger things you know people think well that's just a tv show well well it's not just mk ultra where they mention that in the first season it's also literally beaming a a a a a Beam or like a particle beam at a wall and opening up a portal. I mean, that's that's literally being done through quantum computing, and also at Oak Ridge Laboratory, which was instrumental in the in the uh, the Manhattan Project. They literally did that. Like a couple months, uh, I think it was like a couple months after the the, that season of Stranger Things came out. They're like, oh, we're going to do this and beam these particles at a wall and try to see what's in the other dimension. They didn't get that idea from Stranger Things. There wasn't some guy or some woman from from the National Lab like, oh, damn, that's a really good idea. Let's want to write up a proposal for that. I want to go to work and see if we can shoot some particles at a wall and open up a portal. Like, no, they put that there just like in the X-Files or just like in Black Mirror. They show you the robot dogs. But Boston Dynamics and DARPA and Ghost Robotics, they already have those things. They're patrolling military bases. They're patrolling the border. They've got sniper rifles on their back. Predictive programming, they're showing you what already exists to convince you of and make you certain of your safety and your place in that future that's already been scripted. And that's what you see in these black mirrors. That's what you see in these screens. So it triggers the de-evolution. Just as in Crystallomancy and Scrying, we get a glimpse of the future by science fiction, by horror, whatever the genre might be. And it's like, you know, demons have become so trivial that our guard has been let down. And now we actually seek out these entities for fun. I mean, I might watch The Conjuring, yeah, for fun because I like the subject matter. But I don't think that it's a fun thing. I mean, I I know people who have, I I don't know them anymore, but I I know people knew people, I should say I knew people, past tense, I knew people that did play with these kinds of things. I've met people that quote unquote play with these kinds of things. I don't necessarily mean demons. I just mean like playing with concepts that you clearly don't understand. I mean, I've, I've ranted about this over and over and over and over and over again, but when you go to a bookstore, I just went to a bookstore today. I actually got a I got a little tiny book on uh, New Orleans voodoo. It's a really looks like a really good book. I read the first chapter there, just kind of skimming through it at the bookstore. But what did they have on display? I mean, they had they had these really great books by Israel Regardi. They had uh, some they had a manly, couple of Manly Hall books. They had some uh, old books on symbols and astrology, like some some very good and uh, I, let's call it clean and pure things. But what was on proud display? It was. Alistair Crowley, Alistair Crowley, Alistair. And yeah, Alistair Crowley shared some good information, but Alistair Crowley was also a degenerate, a drug addict, and a piece of trash. But it was also Alistair Crowley who was involved with Jack Parsons and JPL and, you know, rocketry and NASA and Manhattan Project and opening portals to other dimensions and Babylon working. And you put all that together and you've got basically from the Manhattan Project to CERN, modern day not just rituals, but modern-day alchemical rituals that are continuations of rituals that have been performed for hundreds of years going back to uh, uh, Edward Kelly and John Dee. This is not a coincidental thing. They practice this magic. Your Super Bowl is no different. It's a perfect place to practice this magic in the bowl, in in the center of the field, the altar, to whatever it is that the classical they are intending to convey. Now, some people, not they don't just seek out these, these things. Some people choose to just open Pandora's box. They open the bronze vessel sealed by Solomon to obtain power or just to create chaos, right? People just want to create chaos sometimes. Uh, New demons have also been created just for chaotic purposes and for powerful purposes. You know, you can't control the demons of old because that's too complicated. There's too much of a process that goes into the summoning and the invocation. So you just create new demons. And these are even more unstable than the classic 72 Solomonic demons. And we've created these in in our culture. Uh, and, and the youth in particular has been encouraged to summon them with, with no protection or prerequisite to performing this kind of work. That's why you have books like a children's book on demons. Don't want to take the trash out, summon a demon to do that for you. That's not a joke and that's not funny. And I don't know why certain people find, of a certain ideology find, like demons and witchcraft and the paranormal to, to be like a funny thing. And yet they, they actively engage and and perform those things. I mean, that's it's it's not responsible. It's like it's like playing with a gun. Why would you play with a gun? The only people that play with guns are criminals. They use them as tools, they use them as weapons, right? And it's like a responsible gun owner. Is responsible for people that use guns irresponsibly. That responsibly, that doesn't make any sense. It's like all magicians are responsible because some people do really terrible things, you know, inscribing symbols or tattooing symbols on their body without knowing what they mean. That's that's just that's just the idea of, of a collective group of people being really really stupid because of the herd and the mob. But an individual can be isolated, sat down, and it can be explained and it can be understood. The people that are responsible for opening those bronze vessels, I would call them the agents of chaos, the agents of the Demiurge, the agents of the Trickster, the Fool, the Joker, that pale-faced demon clown with a sadistic laugh. And these forces, just like the de-evolution triggered by the modern-day contemporary monoliths, pull us into chaos, pull us into the abyss, pull us into destruction, rapture, Apocalypse, tribulation, etc., 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 etc. These are ideas that were, I thought, very well, uh, very well. They were uh, expressed very accurately. They were expressed in uh, the apocalypse season of American Horror Story with the Silicon Valley uh, story. It's these architects of chaos that build a world of infernal desire, that's what I would call it, infernal desire and infernal pleasures, unbalanced desire and pleasure, really. The world of the Demiurge, the world of Ieldebath, which is a material world based on unwisdom, the antithesis of wisdom, tribulation, apocalypse, rapture, unbalance, the opposite of creation, an imitation of creation, an imitation of wisdom, which is really interesting too, because the demon Bauer, for example, imparts philosophy and logic and reason and wisdom, but we see that demon as a negative or bad element. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the demon Bauer tonight and his relationship to the Super Bowl as we gear up for the Super Bowl this weekend. Tomorrow night we'll have another big show on this and, Of our Super Bowl show Monday. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please stay with us. There's a lot more after this. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Also on Gab and Gitter. Check us out on Patreon to support the show. Other ways to support the show include subscribing to the archive on the website to get access to the shows, the montages, and my digital books. That alone is worth it. You get all the digital books with your subscription. You get a physical copy of one of those books when you subscribe for a year. Otherwise, keep downloading the free shows and streaming them because it's monetized and we make some money off of that as well. That's what keeps us on air Monday through Friday here on The Fringe, broadcasting around the world, www.thesecretteachings.info. And we do have a call in line if you'd like to contact the show. It's 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. Stay with us. We'll be back.
1: The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info.
2: We must seize the means of production! Stop it, Vlad! You know the rule.
3: No communism.
2: Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor.
3: Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So
2: if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link
1: and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people
3: an achievement.
2: This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Secret Teachings.
0: Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. Pacific U.S. time on The Fringe FM, the Paranormal Radio App and Talk Stream Live. Whether you're listening there, around the world, in the archive at thesecretteachings.info, a super special shout out to anybody listening in the subscription archive with no advertisements and a lot more. Than just the show. Thank you for being a subscriber and a supporter of the broadcast. We have a few new subscribers this week. And also on Patreon, thank you all for supporting the show there. For those of you who have supported our affiliate sponsor pro on water filters, really hope that water filter comes in handy for you. I know it does for me. Tonight we are discussing the bounty of Bauer. I haven't talked a lot about Bauer so far tonight. I actually got a call from my friend Clyde. And uh, Clyde told me yesterday, I I was out getting some groceries, and Clyde gave me a call and he said, said, you might want to take a look at my show for tonight because I think it'll have some elements that we'll be able to discuss on the Super Bowl show on Monday. And for those of you who don't know, we do a Super Bowl show every year. We've done it for a really long time. Clyde was doing it, and I was doing it, probably not to the extent I do now, definitely not to the extent I do now, but um, I was at least analyzing it in some way, Be way before it became popular. I actually just read this silly thing today, people were like, uh, it was like, the, it was this article was like the Daily Beast, it was like, people that analyze this halftime show of the Super Bowl and think it's satanic, I mean, that they were just influenced by QAnon, I'm thinking, well, I was doing this before QAnon, so I don't know what that means, but you know we've been doing this for a very long time people kind of try to take that and mimic it and i guess that's you know it's flattering people try to mimic it but we go to different extremes it's like there's no meaning there's no purpose which is silly because at minimal the purpose is to sell you an idea and to entertain you or there's too much meaning and everything is satanic and i don't know what you know any of that means it just kind of irritates me it's like yeah if if uh one person uh was to if an individual if one was to go to like I don't know Sedona Sedona has a really you know crazy powerful energy there right and uh it doesn't mean that hell the last time I was there some guy had a baby toy and he was putting it on his head and saying that it purifies his aura it is a baby toy <laughs> so so I I don't know but again it's one of those things where there's meaning there's purpose there's intention there's a lot of beautiful things but it doesn't mean that it's you know fully understood and then let's say it's an esoteric or you know in in an occult way there has to be a there has to be a base to understanding these things the same way there has to be a base to understanding what you know like what magic is before we perform it you don't just go into a bookstore and grab an alistair crowley book and you're like yeah i'm gonna I'm going to get some because I'm reading Alice Crowley sex magic, which I literally met a guy one time who who did that. I went into a bookstore and the guy was looking at Crowley books and I didn't see what he was looking at, but I said, Oh, you're in the esoteric section. I said, do you mind me asking what, what you're, what you're looking at there? Like what you, what you're going to get. Cause I'm just curious and trying to make friends. This was like four years ago. And he's like, Oh man, I'm, talking to me like a like a bro you know a classic guy he's like oh man yeah man bro i got like these Aleister crowley books uh, on sex magic i'm gonna do some sex magic with some women i'm thinking like wow wow i need to like purify my aura now after stepping into that guy's you know auric field that's just dangerous you don't just play with those you just don't you don't play with guns you don't play with energies you you don't I, I, unless you have a connection with somebody, you don't play with sex either, really, I would, I would think. So it's not, it's, it's not responsible to do that, is, is, I guess, probably the best way to explain that. But I want to tell you a bit about Bauer tonight, uh, the demon Bauer. He's a president of hell. My friend uh, Clyde Lewis called me. This is where I was going. He said, check the show out I'm doing. Uh, this was last night he said cuz it'll have some relationship to our Super Bowl show and i started I mean, immediately we talked for like a couple minutes and immediately i said well bower you know Bauer has the legs of a goat and sometimes bower appears as a tiger most of the time it's a lion but in the east the lion is the tiger so literally bower is the demon of the Super Bowl because Bauer is a tiger with with goat legs you know or you know rams a goats the horns the devil and then it is the year of the tiger. The Super Bowl is in the month that begins the year of the tiger, and you have the Bengals playing the Rams. And the day after the Super Bowl, Monday is literally Valentine's Day, which is based on a variety of animals: the wolf, the luper Calia, or the, or the lupus, the lupa lupus, the lupa, uh, the 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 wolf that suckled the founders of Rome, and then the goat hide you know, uh, was used to ensure fertility. So it's like you you can't make it up. Bauer is the demon of the Super Bowl and the Tigers are playing or the Bengals are playing the Rams and then Valentine's Day is the next day. I just, you can't make that kind of thing up. So I thought, well, let me take a, a stab at Bauer and I put tonight's show together. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a second, but I'm going to try to take this phone call first. We have some phone calls coming in. 520 is the... Area code 520-367-2064. We had some tech problems. Let's see if those tech problems are resolved. 214, that's 214. You are on The Secret Teachings. Who are we speaking with?
0: This is Brent Howell. I think your tech problems have been solved. Can you hear me okay? Okay.
3: I can hear you fine. I think they've been solved too. I hope everybody else can hear you because that was a problem, but I can hear you loud and clear. What's on your mind.
0: Number one, I had promised to call in one night and I wanted to fulfill that promise to you. Second of all, I want you to know how glad I am that you are taking calls and, and, uh, able to handle that situation. Uh, I think that's admirable and I'm, uh, delighted in your program and i think they're getting better and better and i recommend you to everyone that i know uh other than that i'm just here to say hi to ryan gable i think it's exciting for me
3: <laughs> well thank you for keeping your promise i really appreciate you calling in yeah. and spreading the, the word of the show I, I hope i'm getting better that's that's my intention and i hope that uh, i hope that you're learning something as as much as i learn every day
0: Oh, yes, I'm learning a lot, uh, especially this last month uh, since my rent was overdue and uh, I couldn't come up with my utility bill. Uh, <laughs> things got really got slow in my business during uh, January and February of this year. I'm more or less a technician and, I don't know, a jack of all trades and a master of some.
3: Well, hopefully things are going and, to pick uh, back up for you.
0: Go ahead. What?
3: I said, hopefully things are going to pick back up for you.
0: Oh yeah, they already are. Uh, you make them pick up. You know, you have to. Anyway, listen. I'm gonna wish you goodbye, and just let you know that uh, I'm out here listening, and I'm in chat room for you. And where are
3: you listening from, Brent?
0: I'm in Dallas. All right, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Yeah, sunrise is at seven eighteen and ten seconds, I think, a.m.
3: Seven eighteen. Well, today. turn turn toward the toward the east and say a prayer and wish yourself and the rest <laughs> of us a, a a good year of the tiger.
0: Yes, sir. We'll see you later.
3: All right, Brent. Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, that's good news. the uh, The whole tech system works. That's our first call since those tech issues. Five two zero three six seven twenty sixty four. It is February tenth into the eleventh. Thursday into Friday, my time local is one fourteen a.m. twenty twenty two. Again, it is February tenth into the eleventh. Thursday into Friday, one fourteen a.m. where I am here broadcasting live from Tucson, Arizona. Five two zero three six seven twenty sixty four. That's five two zero three six seven twenty sixty four. There's like an energy in radio. You got to get the energy of the call, or for me i just usually have a 2 hour monologue so i got to kind of shift that energy and balance it out a little bit 5203672064 i wanted to tell you about the demon bower and about the super bowl as we prepare for tomorrow night and 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 the reason i'm doing this is because you know how espn every year they do i don't know if they still do it but when i was a kid they used to do like 5am and i'd get up because i was i was a big sports guy i'd get up when I was a kid and I would watch like the Super Bowl uh, pre shows where they would show like a recap of every single Super Bowl. And I thought tomorrow night it would be fun to do like an esoteric recap of a bunch of different halftime shows. And uh, since our Super Bowl show is so popular every year, uh, not just the show that we do on the Secret Teachings, but also on Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. And uh, so many people now are taking this idea and, and going you know, to town with it. I thought we would do a couple of additional Super Bowl shows. And tonight's not really a Super Bowl show, but I'm just kind of prepping you for it. So you kind of have some of the, the basis and the language for what we're going to be discussing the next two shows, Friday night and, and Monday. We have to understand magic and what magic is. It's a spiritual process, right? The, the attempt to unite with the divine. Uh, spiritual development, guiding one to evolve and connect with source, moving up the Kabbalistic tree, the unwritten Kabbalah, from Malkuth to Kether and to the emanating triune spheres. And even if these symbols don't necessarily mean anything to you, even if you're not aware of the, the way that fast food restaurants use colors to attract your attention and your taste buds, they do have an auto-suggestive effect on you and your subconscious. Ritual is a physical expression of your will and your willpower and your imagination projecting into the astral or the astral light that which you wish to see manifest. And you know, if you read Eliphas Levy, for example, he says that every thought, everything you you think, everything is energized in the astral light. Now, you know the the new age community has taken this, and they've oversimplified it, but the idea is still the same, like your thoughts really do shape your reality. It doesn't mean you know I close my eyes and suddenly I've got a Ferrari and a Victoria's Secret model. That's thats thats not how it works. It's the same thing with praying in church. You don't just pray like, Dear God, please, please, please let me get that job. I mean, yeah, if you focus your attention and energy and you align yourself with the cosmic will, you you could manifest that, but it doesn't just happen because you're like, God, give me that job, and then you just go home, sit on the couch and don't do anything. its You have to actively be engaged in the process. But the idea here is, the symbols have an effect on the subconscious, and some symbols have an effect. I would say further down, when you break down the psyche from the conscious and the unconscious, the unconscious into the collective conscious, and the personal, let's call it the personal collective unconscious or the personal consciousness, which is within the unconscious. That is the area that we call the alter ego or the shadow. You know, kind of like that shadow that chased Eminem. You ever seen that video? Maybe the shadow will chase Eminem at the Super Bowl this year. That'd be kind of entertaining. Uh, like Derek in the chat room said, we won't have uh, Shakira's hips to, to focus on. So <laughs> maybe maybe Eminem will bring his shadow self. He, he, I don't even care who's performing, by the way. like Eminem's a clone, I think. Snoop Dogg should be investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, probably by the Department of Justice, and definitely by the Secret Service for encouraging violence against a sitting president you know, and I don't know who else is performing like Mary J. Bly or something, right? But those, I don't know. I used to like Eminem used to like Snoop Dogg. Now I just, the, the the political thing has just ruined the remnants of my interest in, in, in that kind of entertainment. But uh, the point here is symbols have this effect, whether you like it or not, that's the bottom line, whether you like it or not, they have this effect. Now, the shadow self, which is in the unconscious, the shadow self, the alter ego, if you were to refer to it in esoteric terms or occult terms or uh, mystical Jewish terms or Kabbalistic terms, you'd call it the Klippoth. Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple different pronunciations of this, but you, you could call it the Klippoth. It's spelled Q-L-I-P-O-T-H or P-P-O-T. There's like 1,500 variations of how to spell this word. Uh, they're called Kleepoth. These are the impure, corrupt, and unbalanced forces. You can attribute, you know, arms and legs and anthropomorphize them. It basically is the impure thoughts, corrupt thoughts, the, the imbalance. And it's usually represented in Esoterica as a red dragon. Now, if you know anything about the red dragon, and we're not talking about communist China. The red dragon has to be slain in order for one to overcome the physical demons, because you slay the dragon, and uh, unite with source. Uh, That's a simplified way of saying the sacrifice of the animal has to be performed, and people run around like they've had their, their heads cut off in a sacrifice, like a chicken with their heads cut off. That's evil. That's demonic. Well, we're not literally sacrificing an animal it's the animal self right so you have the elemental self you have the mineral self the uh, the elements make up the minerals right and then you have the plant self which is like the nervous system and in the way that we interact with the sun and then you have the animal nature which is you know part of our personalities part of our desires and instincts and then you have the human, and then you have the demigod, which is an, an expression of the consciousness, which is what we draw down into music and art and what I draw down into radio and, and writing. And then you have god consciousness, which our goal is to uh, you know, reconnect with that. So the red dragon are the things that pull us down. It's the klipoth, the impurity, the corruption, the imbalance. And the red dragon has to be slain, in order for us to transcend this. And the Kleepoth is the opposite of the Sethiroth, which are the ten attributes of the design of the divine, right? It's the divine plan, it's the design of the architect. It is the world of the demiurge, which again, it's like, well, the demiurge is really evil, and I'm really scared of the demiurge. Well, it's like that's a lot of that's unfortunately come from a misunderstanding of what Gnostics believe in. Yes, the demiurge is kind of the evil guy, right? And uh, the good guy is, um, it, well, it's the name, is like a combination of uh, Egyptian names. You've got uh, Isis, Apophis, and Osiris, IAO. And, you know, you can, I mean, the Golden Dawn uses IAO as a form of meditation and visualization and like, it's like a vibratory meditation. Uh, that's like the good guy. So IAO is the good guy, Demiurge is the bad guy, but it's it's more complex than that. Uh, the, the Sephiroth and the Tree of Life, the, the 10 attributes, when you add those to the 22 pathways that connect those 10 spheres called the Navatoth, you get the 32 paths of wisdom. Now, the Tree of Life, and we're speaking in quabalistic terms here, is a symbol of the involution of spirit into matter and evolution of matter back into spirit. Down the center of the tree, you have the spheres of Kether, Teferith, Yesod, and Malkuth. Now, Kether is, of course, the high, the divine, the the, the, the bowl, if you will, will, that pours out the spirit. Teferith is kind of like the heart center. It's Christ. Yesod is the moon, the great reflector, Jehovah, the moon god that casts light, or Venus Lucifer down to Earth, that's where you get that idea from. One of the places, and then you get the the sphere that we live on, or live in, or as a part of, is Malkuth. So the moon reflects, and the moon is you know Yasad, and Yasad is kind of like well, it's Yahweh or Jehovah. It's not, I guess, it's Yahweh. It's more like Jehovah, the Moon God, to be very specific, which is an extension of Yadhevehe, right? It's an extension of Yahweh. But Malkuth is is the world that we operate on, that we operate on, and then we we draw things down from the moon. We draw down Yesod, we draw down the light. So it's interesting because, you know, witches, again, we all, well, it's really evil. It's witchcraft. I read that today. Witchcraft at the Super Bowl. It's well, what have you even watched the halftime show? You don't have no you have no idea what it's going to be. It could be a voodoo ritual. What do you mean it's witchcraft? You know, people are just so terrified of these things they don't even like examine it first. I don't know what's going to happen. Eminem might clone himself on stage i don't know snoop dogg might you know bring a, an effigy of donald trump and cut his head off i don't know what's going to happen uh but the the the, the idea the, just thinking of all these different you know like babylon b type possibilities but it's, the point is we, we draw things down from the astral like this is part of the this is how magic is performed right and, and the pentagram, for example, is an expression of this because in the pentagram, which is one of my favorite symbols, you have, you know, the two arms, the two legs, and then you have the head. That's the ankh, that's Osiris wrapped in linen. The green head is the sprout coming out of the ground after the nine months of, you know, incubation. Uh, you know, you have west and east and uh, on the pentagram, you've got air and water. Uh, earth and fire as the legs, and then the spirit is the 8 spoked wheel at the top, and the 8 spoked wheel is also the turning of the yearly wheel, which this month brings us to Imbolc, the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, the month of ritual cleansing. If you reverse that pentagram, then you get something else. You get the so-called devil horns. If you reverse the tree, well, you get a very similar thing. You get the upside down, the other world, hell, the underworld you get the horned God, and you get the domain of the horned God. And, and, and there is a natural breath that pulls us downward away from the divine and away from spirit. But this, this natural breath is also natural. It's a necessary evil. Now, in astrology, we get images of the horns. We have Ares the ram, which is Mars. We have Taurus the bull, which is Venus. And then we have Sagittarius, Who doesn't necessarily have horns. Sagittarius is the archer and the planet of Sagittarius is Jupiter. But here's something really interesting. Jupiter is otherwise known as Amon. And you can spell Amon in a variety of ways. One of the most common is, thank you for this food, God. Thank you for providing us with this bounty. Thank you for Allowing us to get together as a family in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. If you're Catholic, in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. That's probably the most common name. Unless you're in Congress and it becomes a woman. Which is one of the most ignorant, stupid things I've ever heard in my life, I think. Uh, But Jupiter is also known as Amon. And it's Amun, Amen. It's the Egyptian god of the sun. And Amon has horns. And in, in fact, uh, the Romans used this symbol of Amon on their shields as a, as a protective defensive symbol. Jupiter or Jupiter Amon is also known as Jove or Jove, like Jehovah, the moon god or Jehovah's witness is also, you know, a moon. A moon is another way to spell it. It sounds like a moon. Jehovah is the moon god. Uh, but Jove or Jove or Jehovah or Yeshua, which is the pentagrammaton, the soul in the middle of the pentagram, uh, you get the tetragrammaton plus the soul gives you the pentagram, uh, the pentagrammaton. Uh, but Jove, Jehovah, the moon god, it's, this is the name of God. It's Jupiter, Jew, Peter, Peter. Uh, we've talked about that before with Jordan Maxwell, the significance of what that name uh, means. But Jupiter, here's the point, is Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the archer. The archer is fire. And in that fire, you have philosophy, you have desire, you have creation, you have a lot of things that are directly connected to this demon that I've mentioned tonight named Bower or Boor. I pronounce it Bower. Uh, if you type that name in, you're going to get. Hockey equipment, of course. But Bauer is a president of hell, a very powerful demon, a very powerful presence. Uh, Leads 50 legions of demons, teaches medicine, and teaches philosophy. Bauer appears with a centaur, and the centaur has a bow. And sometimes Bauer appears in more of a classical sense as a lion with goat legs and the lion in the east is the tiger so the tiger with goat legs or the legs of a goat or the horned beast gives us the bingles and the rams for the super bowl and then lupercalia of valentine's day the next day it is the super bowl of 2022 the year of the tiger it is bowers game it is the archer philosophy, fire, I'm going to tell you more about what this means when we come back from break so don't go anywhere unless you go write us a review on Apple, subscribe to the show on thesecretteaching.info buy a book, support us and stay with us, we'll be back in just a moment, the music, White Bat Audio that's White Bat Audio email us at rdgable at yahoo.com check us out on social media check us out on Patreon and support our affiliate sponsor Pro One. Water filters. If you would like to call the show tonight, we are live. It is Friday morning, February 11th. It's 1 30 a.m. local time here. 520 367 2064. That's 520 367 2064. I want to thank Brent from Dallas for calling in. 520 367 2064. Stay with us. More of the secret teachings. After this, don't go anywhere.
1: we
0: facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info.
1: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at
0: rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: Gable. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday, five nights a week. The show is also on our website at thesecretteachings.info. You can listen for free. You can plug in the RSS feed. There's a link into your podcast player or into your browser on your computer. If you want the ad-free show, of course, you can subscribe on the website www.thesecretteachings.info and every show that we do, everything that we we talk about here is, if it's not exclusively about the subject matter we're discussing tonight, which I'll be honest, even as a professional, I don't really seek out a way to describe or define what I do on the show. I'm not really sure after all these years how to define it. Maybe the best way is to say that we're taking esoteric or occult themes and we are applying ourselves to a general understanding of those themes so that we can utilize them in understanding both history and contemporary events. It's probably the best way that I can describe what we do on this show. And in understanding some of the most basic Elements, most the most basic, you know, components of, of of the esoteric of symbols, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we find uh, things that come up time and time again: the pentagram, the tree of life, the ankh, the cross, pretty much the same thing. And you know, if you look at the pentagram, you get air, water, earth, and fire, and then you get spirit. The eight-spoked wheel, the wheel of the year, the turning of the wheel. And if you turn the pentagram, you get that that classic image of the so-called devil's horns. Now, those horns could be that of Taurus the bull. They could be that of a black Billy Eilish goat, if you will. They could be that of a ram. They could be that of uh, Cernonos, the Greek, uh, or excuse me, the Celtic god. Um, he has, you know, Greek and Roman equivalents, and you, you you find the same image in Egypt in a variety of different gods and goddesses, and Hathor, for example, the the relationship to the bull or the sacred cow, which relates also to India and I mean a lot of Hindu tradition it predates by thousands of years Christianity. It's the horns, it's you know, points in the sky, it's the transition of the sun from one part of the sky to the other, the the morning star and the evening star of venus and you know it's just there's so many components to this and uh just like brent said in the uh the chat room uh western astrology is based on myths to a large degree sure uh, virtually uh, everything is based on on myth because myth itself is science it's, it's just a way to identify and quantify and put together the the, the collective experiences and, and the individual experiences of, of the world that our ancestors lived in. And what we have today is, you know, in terms of information is is really the same information that our ancestors had. We just we can come to different understandings of it and we can apply it and utilize it, you know, in different ways in contemporary times. But it's the same information. You look up in the sky. You, there's there's Aries. There's Mars. There's Taurus. The bull, there's Venus, there's Sagittarius, the archer, and there's Jupiter. It's the same thing. We can interpret it different ways, but it's it's the same thing. So like, you know, Jupiter is also known in Egypt as Amon. You know, like Amon-Ra. And Amon-Ra is the, the fire god. Amon-Ra has horns. We say Amen. At the end of a prayer, we're praying to the Egyptian God. Some people interpret Amen to have come from a different source. Amen is also pronounced Amun. So, even just by the, the way that's pronounced, you have the moon. And Jupiter, a moon, is also known as Jove, or Jove. And Jove is like Jehovah, the moon god that casts Lucifer the light to earth. Jehovah is also the tetragrammaton the Romans used Jupiter or Jove on their shields as a defensive symbol, as a symbol of war, as a symbol of uh, protection, which is the pentagram. And, uh, you know, Jupiter sign is Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the archer. The symbol is a fire element, Sagittarius and Jupiter. And, uh, Jupiter teaches philosophy. Jupiter teaches uh, wisdom. Jupiter teaches, uh, you know, uh, opportunity and consciousness and realization. And Jupiter is good for business. These are all things that, in a more grimwaric sense, are attributed to well, not only a variety of different demons, but one demon in particular, the demon Bower. The demon Bauer, spell it B U E R, B A U R, or B U A E R, B A U E. There's a lot of ways to spell it. Uh, the demon Bauer is a president of hell, a very powerful demon, which of course is Daemon, which means a, a divine entity pretty much. So demons are also, you know, like angels. Uh, Bauer teaches medicine and philosophy. Bauer brings you some of the same things that Jupiter or Amon bring you. Bauer also appears as a centaur. Bauer appears as a centaur with a bow. That's Sagittarius. That's Jupiter. And Bauer, I would say in a classical sense or in a demonological sense, appears as a lion with the legs of a goat. And this is our promotional picture for tonight. If you look at the promotional picture, and I'll post it in the chat room again, or go to the thesecretteachings.info or facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings or Ryan Gable on Facebook, you'll see it, or on our other social platforms, Bauer. And you'll see the five legs of Bauer with the lion head in the middle. Now, tonight I, I edited, the, edited the picture so it was a, a tiger head, because in the east the lion is, is the tiger, or the tiger is the lion. And uh, the five legs, of course, uh, signify that Bauer moves in any and all directions, kind of an omnipresent character. And they also relate to uh, the, the pentagram. you got five points of the pentagram, fire, water, air, earth, and spirit, and uh, the two arms of man, two legs of man, and the head of man, the ankh, that's Osiris, sprouting out of the ground, the green out of the, the, the mummy wrappings, or the linen. And uh, the this is all encompassed in this symbol, which is not like an evil thing. It can be an evil thing, but it's, it's more than that. I mean, Bauer is... Virtually identical to Jupiter, what Jupiter teaches, Jupiter is Sagittarius, right? And in order to appease the god Jupiter, there's a lot of stories about Jupiter, but one of the things to appease the god Jupiter is the sacrificing of an ox, which is interesting because 2021 was the year of the ox, the beast of burden, that was then sacrificed once its usefulness had been obtained. That brings us to the year of the tiger, 2022. The year of the tiger begins on February 1st, just about 10 days ago. February begins essentially the new year in some tradition because it's the month that signifies that the winter is pretty much over. It's the midpoint between the winter solstice yule and the spring equinox Ostare, and of course with um, Imbolc, the midpoint, it is a cleaning ritual. That's you know your spring cleaning, but it's also a fertility ritual. So you're going to get you know the symbol of the goat, uh, the symbol of of the lion. These are symbols of fertility, and in the Roman traditions. Uh, of Lupercalia, because February 14th, the day after the Super Bowl this year is Valentine's Day. February is the month of purification. Valentine's is the Lupercalia. The Lupercalia is a, a, a festival where the Luperci or the Luperci, the priests of Pan, goat, dance with goat skin and they playfully strike crops and women with goat hide to promote fertility. It's a ritual of purification for the new year. So Bauer has the goat legs. Bauer is sometimes the centaur. So Bauer is Jupiter. Sorry there, my phone was going off. Bauer is Jupiter. And uh, Jupiter is fire and philosophy and logic and reason. And that's the same kind of a thing that uh, you know Bauer promotes. So Jupiter is Bauer. Sagittarius is Jupiter. Bauer, it's the same imagery. It's the same thing. And uh, the Lupercalia, or the Luperci, the Lupercai priests of, of the goat pawn, um, all this goes back etymologically to the word lupa, which means wolf. And the wolf was the, the, the cosmic trickster. The wolf was the founder of Rome. Uh, the wolf is Canis Major. It's Orion's dog, or Osiris' dog, Anubis, the guide in the underworld. That's interesting because Bauer is also attributed to Charon, who brings the souls across the River Styx. And that makes Bower, like Anubis in the Hall of Judgment, which is also a ritual carried out in, in the Golden Dawn tradition, it makes Bauer a psychopomp; He brings the souls through their, their afterlife journey. And as, you know, a guide to whether it's Orion's dog guiding the hunter, you know, Osiris is the hunter, the great hunter. And the great hunter has, you know, the bow and arrow like Cupid, which is Valentine's Day. Candace Major is Anubis, the dog man, the wolf man, Uh, the dog and the wolf feature prominently in Lupercalia. Again, Canis Major, Anubis, Bauer is a psychopomp like Charon, and uh, you know the ferryman uh, in the river. Styx in Greece, uh, Bauer is also a psychopomp as he guides souls. Uh, there's also the Japanese one Yudo, which, um, interestingly, I find this very very interesting. Takes the form of an ox or you know an ox cart and. The ox was 2021, bringing us into the year of the tiger. And Jupiter Amon was honored by a white ox being sacrificed, right? So all of these things have a powerful and a symbolic meaning. And, And nobody has to rig the National Football League to get the Bengals to play the Rams. I mean, I think. You know, football's pretty staged. We, we saw what happened with one of those uh, football coaches recently. He was just supposed to throw some – I think he was asked to throw games so they get a better draft pick. Sports is rigged. I mean, whether the Super Bowl is rigged or not or the lead-up, I, I don't really care one way or another. The point is it can be as easily described by uh, or defined or uh, detailed by understanding just – the cosmic conditions of the universe and how things worked, right? How things work and and how those things that undercurrent uh, guides our development, guides our 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 spiritual progress. And when we understand those things, we can look at the Super Bowl and it's not necessarily evil. It's not necessarily good. It's just there's a lot going on there. There's a lot more to be unpackaged than just a Budweiser commercial, uh, some Doritos, some Pepsi. And some people performing you know, at the halftime show. There's, there's a lot more than that. And, and these demons, these symbols, can either grant us wisdom, like Jupiter and Bauer, uh, or act as the shadow self that seeks to destroy us. So we can allow it to destroy us with ignorance, or we can allow it to assist in our spiritual evolution. And I think it's really that simple. We're going to take another call, five two zero three six seven twenty sixty four. The number is 978. I believe it is Derek the Night Stalker. Derek, how are you?
4: Hey, Ryan. What's going on? Great show tonight.
3: Thank you very much, my friend. What's going on with you? How are you doing?
4: Oh, man. Uh, I'm pretty busy here at the store and everything. Uh, pretty busy in general, kind of. But uh, I'm very excited for the uh, Super Bowl and your, uh, you and Clyde's analysis. It's really like the, the highlight of the uh, esoteric season for everybody. <laughs> it's a must-listen-to show, for sure.
3: I'm excited too buddy I'm really really uh, well I'm, I, I can't believe I got the Super Bowl date wrong I want to keep rallying on myself about that but <laughs> but yeah I'm excited for it too I'm glad that you're I knew, I knew you'll be excited I'm sure you'll call in
4: oh for sure for sure definitely yeah um, I, like, I haven't really like uh, kind of dug in yet I'm kind of during the show just doing some quick uh, searches right now based on just the terms you've been saying and it's some weird stuff coming back like I posted in the chat how uh, just based on like who who was going to be in the show and stuff so Kendrick Lamar apparently a couple years ago, maybe like 2017, 2018, he was on Howard Stern and he's talking about how um, he thinks he was abducted by aliens when he was a kid, or like there's a chance that he was abducted by aliens as a kid. So we're trying to predict what this possible theme is going to be. And like you said it that that without Shakira, without J Lo and stuff, without even The Weeknd doing his whatever his weird stuff he's going to do, like he has like a set aesthetic. I can't picture what aesthetic they're going to do now. Like. Because normally, when Snoop and Dre and Eminem are on tour together, the theme is weed. Like, and the NFL is not going to do that. <laughs> and then, other than that, the theme is like, screw the police. And the NFL is definitely not going to do that. You know, so I'm um, I, I I can't imagine what they're going to do besides maybe some kind of transhuman alien demon weirdness. You know, just like like they're, they're going to go I don't know they're going to go weird with it. But well, um, well we had we, sorry,
3: we we've had transhumanism virtually like. Every year that I can remember in recent history, oh, sure. so that's that's yeah. a pretty safe bet. But we, you know, we also had the Travis Scott. He came down from the heavens, right, and like an asteroid, and then came exactly. up from yeah. from underground. So we've had that alien off-world theme before.
4: Yeah, I mean that's that's what I think it might it might be like. So as you're talking, you you were doing like the like the like the the god like the your part about like the hierarchy um, climbing to like god status. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of. That, that might be what they do. Like they like they're gonna, I think they're gonna, like frame this as rap gods. They're gonna be the rap gods kind of blessing us with. This oh, maybe you
3: know. Yeah, I mean, that promo picture you sent me for the Pepsi halftime show. You know, you've got what's that Snoop Dogg, uh, Mary J. Bly, yeah. Doctor Dre, Eminem, and uh, who's that on the right?
4: Uh, Kendrick Lamar, I think probably. Who's
3: Kendrick. Oh, he's gonna perform too. Okay, so you've got yeah. It's it's almost yeah. like the way that they frame it. If they're framing them as gods, someone's like the Eternals in a way right exactly
4: <laughs> exactly. yeah the watchers, yeah, yeah.
3: uh it's, and,
4: and and eminem he really pushes the rap god thing big time oh yeah and dr dre was we just talking he was just talking about uh how he's the goat so i can honestly see like the way you were talking about um, how the daily beast had that article i'm talking about the satanic super bowl stuff and they're not alone with that the, the, the mainstream is talking about it in advance so i'm almost picturing like eminem doing something crazy like he used to be funny. He used to be the joker, you know? So imagine he comes out wearing some type of like goat costume. Cause they call him the goat, like more than anyone else. It's Tom Brady and Eminem are the two biggest goats that people refer to, you know? So between the rap God and the goat thing, and then they're definitely going to make Mary J. Blige, the the queen, like she's going to, she's, she's considered to be the queen of hip hop. They're going to probably bring her in on some type of throne. They're going to make her some type of lunar goddess, probably. Um, that's almost a guarantee I can, I can like, yeah, you, you, could put mon- much.
3: you could put money on that.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then a couple of like real quick things. when I was, when I was doing these Google searches, uh, you, uh, you mentioned the rapture a couple of times and Kendrick Lamar in an interview for his, like his, uh, to pimp a butterfly CD from like 2015, which is his coming out party as a celebrity kind of, um, he did this big interview multiple times. Just from, from complex and from uh, rolling stone, I think, um, how he believes the rapture is coming. He thinks, like, God's coming back, the rapture's coming, and apparently he's, like, religious, and all, through, all throughout the CD, he, he's a character of Lucy, and like, I'll send you the link afterwards, but he's a character of Lucy, who's basically um, supposed to be Satan, supposed to be, like, giving Kendrick a Faustian bargain for the entire time, and then the butterfly, thing, the pimp a butterfly, like, so the whole CD is basically about how he's giving his soul away to hip-hop, you know, to Dr. Dre, specifically, and then I don't know, kind of how, how it's corrupting him, and then the butterfly thing is the MK Ultra thing, and bringing entities yep, in, yep. and now we're gonna get. I, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be a fun one for sure, I think.
3: Well, I mean, just the fact that uh, you know Mary J. Bly, Mary, the goddess, the high priestess. You know, that's a solid bet. <laughs> exactly. If you're if you're going to Vegas to put money on something, that's 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 a solid one so far. But no, <laughs> exactly. yeah. you're right. I mean, I looked up the Dr. Dre thing right now too. Yeah, they're calling him the goat, and then you know Eminem has mm-hmm. you know so many different personalities and so many different angles. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna come out. I don't know if it's going to be the real Eminem, if it's going to be one of the clones, if it's going to be the shadow. I don't know what it's going to <laughs> yeah. be. I mean, what, what do you think though? If you're going to if you're going to put some money on this, uh, who wins the Super Bowl based on the uh, the symbolism?
4: Oh man, it's tough. Uh I mean, you got it's just based mainly on just your analysis of the tiger. I can't I can't help but think it's the Bengals. But there's a lot of LA stuff like Snoop Dre, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is like. Basically, the new West Coast rap. He's like the he's like the equivalent of what Dr. Dre was in the '90s for, for today's rap fans. And he's like he's signed by Aftermath and all that kind of stuff. Or he like originally. Um, so it's gonna, a very LA-centric. So the LA Rams being in it, and isn't it like in LA? To, one of these teams a home team this I, year? I, I, th- um, I think
3: like technically the Bengals not are sure. the home team, but it's in Los Angeles. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's great. So it's gonna be a lot of LA things as, as, as much as there is. Like there's probably gonna be some type of LA tribute during the thing. And then also, uh, so I'm not sure if I had to make a prediction, um, they're going to slaughter the Ram and there's going to be an asteroid coming down. It's going to be very similar to that Travis Scott thing when he brought the asteroid down, when, when the Patriots slaughtered the Ram. And uh, because Kendrick Lamar has that, like that Black Panther song, like he did the, he did the song for Black Panther, all about the sky is falling and like the stars are closer than we think. And the stars are coming down to, to reality, all this kind of stuff. And he might actually mention, mention the rapture again in that song. So, Something's going to come down from the sky. I'm almost positive. And then I think Rams have to lose and fight like to the beast to bring down whatever this cosmic entity see, is. See, this is um, this is yeah. what
3: I was thinking too. I, I was just rambling and, and talking to, you know, different people about this, and I thought, yeah. okay, because some, someone actually called me and they're like, "Who do you think's going to win?" Uh, they weren't betting. I don't think they were just asking me like, "Who do you think's going to win?" And I said, "I don't know." I said, well, the Bengals, the year of the tiger, that seems like it's pretty solid. But then again, if you think about it, I mean, the ram could be the horns that are being plucked to be replaced by the the new order. Right. That's the kingdom of the Antichrist. But then again, the 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 beast is given power by the little horn. So, I mean, maybe that means the Bengals win. Maybe that means the I mean, either way you slice it, you've got the Antichrist (laughs) goat symbolism, the sacrifice of the goat. I mean, I, I think your analysis is just a spot on his mind. Who the hell knows? I'm just going to have fun, and I'm going to have some snacks, and I'm going to yeah. prepare a really good esoteric show.
4: <laughs> I can't wait for it, brother. It's going to be a fun one.
3: Well, thanks for but, calling uh, in, Derek. You have anyth- thank you, Do you yeah, have anything else thanks. you wanted to
4: add? Uh, let me just check my uh, Google searches here real quick. I thought I had another one. Um, Dr. Dre, there's an article recently. He's going through some divorce, so he's, he's dealing with a lot of quote-unquote demons. And oh, his yeah. His- yeah. His um, mistress during his divorce settlement just dressed up as a, as a devil. So he's like essentially like playing with the devil in, this whole, in, his, like, in his life right now. So there's a lot of articles about him and demons and devils and stuff, um, which is weird. Uh, other than that, no, not really. Um, well, you, well, you guys are going to absolutely crush it.
3: Here's, here's a question for you Isn't Snoop, Snoop's name like Snoop Lion? Isn't that like his name? Now re- it is. Yeah. Right. So at, it's at like. Least, s-
4: um, around like 2015, he, he, he did a, a full reggae album. And that's right, why he changed right. his name. I think. I think. Yeah. I think he did the as the soup line. I, I, I think he's still technically soup Lion, But even still, he he like they're gonna play that song. His like his coming out song, whatever the name, uh, whatever the name is, where he actually like um, turns into a dog, like a greyhound that looks very much like Anubis. So imagine like that kind of symbol, like that, right. a, Maybe they popped that up on the screen. It's going to be a lot of nostalgia, a lot of like themes that we've seen throughout the years from these guys, plus mixed with like probably a bunch of sci-fi weirdness that you've been talking about. Well, you've um, got,
3: you've got the but, whole, you've got the whole thing just in Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion's name. You got the lion or the tiger. And then <laughs> the, 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 the yeah. dog of course was also used in the Lupercalia tradition as a, as a fertility symbol. Uh, and it was yeah. very yeah. similar to the wolf and, and also to the goat. They use goat hide. So <laughs> just in the name of Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And, yeah, this is, exactly. this is, this is really good so far. It's good stuff, Derek.
4: I'm excited for it. I, I, honestly, generally the, the show with, with you and Clyde is is one of my favorite shows period. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and this is one of the best ones of the year, um, every year. So I'm very, very excited. I'll be uh, listening.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a good night. Okay, Derek, we'll talk soon. Bye. Right, bye. There it goes, Derek. Thank you so much for calling Derek. And thank you, uh, We will get this off the screen here. Thank you, Brent, for calling as well uh, from Dallas earlier this evening, 520-367-2064. I don't know if anybody wants to call in and say goodnight to the audience, 520-367-2064. I am going to tap the brakes very gently, and I'm going to leave you with that conversation with Derek, which leaves me with a lot to think about. So I'm going to go and a little bit of an analysis on uh on this there's a lot of angles here I mean it's it's good stuff Derek brought up Dr. Dre in the news look it up and Dr. Dre's being referred to as the goat Mary the goddess that's going to be a slam dunk you know Eminem, the rap gods like they're being promoted like the Eternals and Snoop Dogg and the Lion and the Tiger and Bower and Jupiter and the Bengals and the Year of the Tiger and the the ox is slayed to jupiter the year of the ox bringing us into the year of the tiger and then the dog and the wolf and the the goat i mean the these are the symbols of valentine's day so you have you know on the surface people are like it's an illuminati ritual and i'm like what the hell does that mean and then other people are like it's just a game and i'm like what the hell does that mean it's a little bit more complex than it's just a game and it's a little bit less complex and hyperbolic than it's an Illuminati ritual. But we'll be here to break it down for you on Monday. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow night on the show as well. I had a show name called, because of the bowls that are poured out in Revelations, I thought of a show name called Seven Super Bowls of Revelations. Now I'm thinking, I had another Show idea. I, I might change the name of tomorrow night's show. I'm, I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll be here tomorrow night on the fringe. This show will be in the archive, like all shows. www.thesecretteachings.info. Get a water filter from Pro One Water Filters. Grab one of my books. Subscribe to the archive. Some people choose to donate a few dollars. If you have that ability, please. Don't feel afraid to go to the website and donate. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask me questions or send me information, rdgable at yahoo.com. Have just a few minutes. Again, if anybody wants to call in and say goodnight, 520-367-2064. Your window of opportunity is closing rapidly, 520-367-2064. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening tonight. Bowers, Bounty, the Eye of the Tiger is the name of the show. Again, it's in the archive at the secret info. Leave us a review. Send us a couple of stars on the applications that you listen to the show on. That will encourage other people to listen to the show. We've we've not really had a large social media presence, so we've been around for a really long time. We just don't have that much of a presence because I never never focused on on this kind of thing before. It's kind of a, a new thing for me. And uh just checking the, uh, just checking the Apple Podcast thing real quick here. At twenty four, twenty five, like twenty five five star ratings. That's that's pretty good so far because we just put that up. So thank you very much for supporting the show. Thank you very much for listening to the show, and thank you very much for respecting the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. Whether you're Brent or Derek or the hundreds and the thousands of people that listen around the world and in the archives. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay informed. Stay healthy. Get ready for the Super Bowl. I'm going to make some chili. I think I'm going to make some uh, cashew cheese jalapeno poppers. I've been planning this whole thing. I plan my meals out. It's just exciting for me. I'm going to have a whole big spread. I'm going to have a notepad and a pen, take some notes, and uh, we'll have a fun show on Monday. But we'll be back here tomorrow night, Friday night. And we'll talk to you about some of the same stuff. Send me anything you find related to this, rdgable at yahoo.com, because you might send me something that just pieces it all together better than what I found. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Maybe we should start branding ourselves as radio gods. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM.